my roommate in college wanted to go to grad school for the recorder. Wow. I didn't know that that was a thing. It's not. Okay. <laughs> I told it's him multiple times, <laughs> what are you going to do with this? And he yeah. said, some orchestras have a recorder. Oh, okay. I'm like, Maybe very prestigious ones. What are you going to play? Hot cross buns? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Is the, I, I don't like know if I've ever had career? a recorder solo experience. I've heard him. I, he had a okay. concert. Okay. With, uh, me and his parents <laughs> and his teacher were the only four people at this recorder oh, concert. No. <laughs> I don't even know why I was there. Just to be a supportive roommate. For moral support. Yeah, yeah. to listen to him play the recorder. Wow. He did not play Married a Little Lamb. Wow. That's what wow. I played. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I mean, someday he might be famous. And <laughs> He's not. He'll say, wow, my former roommate really did not support name, me. Name one recorder player. <laughs> <laughs> name one. <laughs> I'll get back to you on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast where we're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff, and with me, not as always, but Pastor Cassandra Nagel. Hello, happy to be here. Yes, Pastor David is in Israel, mm-hmm. and uh, Elise is flying a plane somewhere, so she's yeah. got a flight school thing. So thankfully, Pastor Cassandra, you agreed to come on you know, in their stead, I or did. else it would just be me happy to be a talking backup. to myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm excited you're here because we have a lot to discuss and, and talk about. We do. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got back from um, the border. I did. Where, yeah. where? What part of the border? I mean, the border is pretty long. It is very long. Yeah. yeah. Not as long as the northern border, but yeah, yeah. I was at the, I went to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. Um, so I spent about half my time there and about half my time in El Paso. Okay. We sort of drove back and forth. They're only about 45, 50 minutes from each other. Okay. Um. Yeah, so we were there on the border. I was with 15 uh, young adults from all across the United States. Um, And it was a kind of first-time attempt through the ELCA Young Adults Program out at the Churchwide Office in Chicago um, and Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and hopefully at a future date on the podcast, we'll hear more about that experience. Yeah. But not today. You're I would not, love to share. Not quite ready. I'm not quite ready, yeah. yeah. I got to keep keep putting all my notes together. So. Okay. Well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and uh, I know the southern border is not as long as the northern border, but in America, when you talk about the border, the border you're yeah. talking about the southern border. That's, <laughs> like That's, that's very what true. you're discussing. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, look. Why don't we want to talk about our friends to the north more, the Canadians? You know, they're coming in here with their mayonnaise fries. <laughs> their mayonnaise fries. They have some good hockey teams, though. They should. They should. Because <laughs> that's what, what else are, what else do they have? You know, they need their hockey, okay? They're known for being very polite. They are very know? polite, which fits in with our topic today. We're it going to does. talk about niceness. Yeah. Before we get to niceness, let's talk about our main topic. Uh, have you ever been on a boat at sea? Uh, yes. On what context? Uh, like a cruise? No, I've never been on a cruise before. Okay. But I've been on a boat. My family went on a boat. We went out on the Gulf. I remember that. We stayed on a houseboat as a family on Lake Mead, Okay. which is by the Hoover Dam. Okay. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I've been on a ferry. You sure. Know? Those are some of my boating experiences. Okay. <laughs> not, not quite the same as we're going to be talking about here for... Elvis Francois, who's 47, uh, he spent 24 days trapped at sea on his sailboat that that broke. Oh, my gosh. uh, Surviving on ketchup. Okay. Yeah. Ketchup alone? uh, He had, yeah, you've got it here, ketchup, 
seasoning cubes, and garlic powder. That's what he ate for 24 days. Jeez. So, I mean, if you were stranded on a boat for 24 days and you had to eat one condiment to survive off of, which one would you choose? I'm going to be on the record here. Ketchup is not a bad option. Ketchup, no. It's at least sweet, right? It's got some sugar yeah. in there. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Mayonnaise is made from eggs. It's got a lot of fat. It's a high so, fat content. Right. So, so I'm so trying to think be, of like you know, what would be filling or like what yeah. would give you a little bit of, you know, protein or. Sure. You know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, want to eat ketchup for that long. I'm not a big ketchup fan as it is. Okay. Not a ketchup fan. Maybe what? like spicy ketchup from Whataburger. Okay. You just have other spicy you know? ketchup packets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the little containers. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. sell it by the bottle now too. They do. So you and can, their barbecue sauce. Yeah. What about like a honey mustard, you know? Yeah. Mustard's hard because it's such a distinct. That's tangy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's real. It's such a distinct taste. Yeah. And then like relish. Would you really want to eat relish for... <laughs> For three weeks. <laughs> That's. I mean, none of these you want yeah. to eat the, for yeah. three weeks. Just really, I'm not. I'm, I'm not Pastor David. He does not like condiments. Okay. He's anti. I feel like even some salad dressings would be more palatable okay. for me than condiments. Well, what would salad dressing want? I mean, Ranch? like barbecue sauce is at least enjoyable to okay. eat. That's not but... a salad dressing. Oh, that's true. That's not a salad dressing. <laughs> that is. I wouldn't want to eat like ranch. I don't know. Okay, Thousand Island. Yeah, I'm not a Thousand Island Italian. Either. I don't know. Okay, you don't know? I'm balsamic feeling, vinegar? I'm feeling queasy. I do like balsamic okay, yeah, vinaigrettes. Yeah. Yeah. Russian. <laughs> I'm giving you all the dressings I know that's, here. That's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I think ketchup, you know, in my mind, I was like, I think ketchup is the way to go. It okay. at least has some sweetness to it. You know, it does have some calories. Like, um, like mustard has like low calories, you know? Yeah. And mayonnaise, though it does have a high fat content, it could go bad. Right, like that's true. The ketchup will be fine out sea in the open air. You know, mayonnaise. If it goes bad, then like, ugh, you're you're really struggling there. I guess the question though is like, ketchup with garlic powder and seasoning cubes. Yeah, like garlic. those all combined don't sound great. What's what would sound good with garlic powder and a seasoning cube? Okay. See, I feel like I'm leaning towards barbecue sauce now. Okay. All you right. know, barbecue sure. sauce with seasoning and with garlic. I mean, those are things that you can put like as a dry rub on meat before you he does not have any meat i just i'm trying to think about like the flavors like i'm trying to think about the flavors all together would i want to eat ketchup and garlic powder together probably not i think ketchup and garlic sounds fine yeah yeah okay i I would eat that together okay to uh, each their own yeah sure so um so anyway heinz wants to find this guy the ketchup boat guy okay to buy him a new boat Wow. It's pretty great, right? Like Heinz is like, hey, you lived off ketchup. We're, we're a ketchup company. How do they know that he was eating Heinz ketchup and not Hunt's? That is the question. <laughs> He's from the Dominican Republic. I don't know if the Dominican Republic has a a special ketchup that, you know, that they're really committed to. Yeah. We had a staff member who was super committed to Heinz ketchup. We did. She's, she no longer works for us. Not because of her ketchup. Not because of her <laughs> Not ketchup. Not because she's moving to Connecticut. Correct. She so. did give us ketchup, though. That she was did. very nice. I have a little mini little bottle of mini ketchup. mini ketchups, yeah. Would not last me 24 days. So that's really on her. You know, she yeah. needs to think about think my ahead. survival skills. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, good news, though. Heinz did find him. Uh, they offered him boat or cash. He chose cash. Wow. So he's not even going to use it for a boat. Well, he bought a boat with the cash. Because I think okay. like they're going to buy him a bow. You know, it's a whole process. So they'd rather ah, just take the cash. Okay. But then the cash didn't buy him as big a boat as he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, 
Heinz doesn't have to give you anything. Yeah. You know? so That's, yeah. A boat. Maybe not as good of a boat as at least like, hey. I wonder what he's going to name the new boat. You know, like sure. did Heinz say that part of the deal is that they get naming rights for sure. the boat that he's going to buy? I'm sure it would be ketchup yeah. themed. Number 54 or whatever their number yeah, sure. is. Well, he's got to break a bottle of ketchup on it, you know, to christen it <laughs> at the beginning of the, the, the voyage. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully this one doesn't crash. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty good. You know, he still gets a boat, you know, even if it's yeah. not as big a boat as he would want. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a free boat. It is a free boat. Yeah. Like, again, Heinz did not cause the sailboat to fail. Yeah. That's the interesting thing, too, is we don't, like, do we know how the incident happened i don't in the first place i don't know yeah uh but yeah and they're they they also said like hey if the boat's not big enough you know they're gonna figure out how to make make it better hmm. more ketchup more ketchup they can and give Stock you the shelf spicy ketchup regular ketchup they have their yeah. combo packages now they've got which the no sugar one cat well I, I i think you'd want sugar if you're gonna be stranded you know like yeah uh you got your ketchup ranch combo or ketchup mustard combo bowl. yeah Ugh. Okay, there you go. Well, this is fine because Pastor David would have been like, "I'm not eating any of those condiments. I would just die at sea." <laughs> like, or I don't know, go fishing. That's true. I mean, he is a fisherman. Yeah. So, like, that's why he's out on the boat. He's not just like you know boating. Hanging out. Like, yeah. He's not a. Um. But yeah. So, but I don't know if he couldn't catch a fish. I guess if you catch fish. Is ketchup really a good fish condiment? I no. think no. Right. But I, what I mean, what do you want? Tartar, tartar sauce? Tartar sauce. Yeah. yeah. Or a or red like, sauce. Or like cocktail sauce if you catch shrimp, you know. Which I guess is, you know, ketchup is at least it towards the cocktail sauce That's family. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh yeah, a spoonful of tartar sauce every day to keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. It's tough. All right, let's talk into our main topic here. Uh on niceness. Jesus didn't call us to be nice from our friends at Relevant. By Eric Hokey or Hoke. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are you a people pleaser? Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Sure. <laughs> how does this uh, manifest itself for you in your day to day? Saying yes when I'm not supposed to say yes. Like when do you say yes to? Everything. Okay. I said yes to this podcast. <laughs> sure. That's true. You well, know. our listeners are thankful. Either that or it's just me giving my own <laughs> thoughts here. Thoughts well. Monologuing about ketchup. Yes. <laughs> I am happy to be here, but I tend to say yes to things and realize, oh, I don't actually have the time to do this on top of the other things mm-hmm. I've already said yes to. Yeah. I am trying to learn better how to say no. And yeah. I, I think I am getting a little bit better mm-hmm. at saying no to some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my people pleasing comes into the form of I don't like asking people to do things. Mm-hmm. So even like for my job, I have to ask people to do things. And sure. so it's easy to be like, I'll just fight, figure out how to do it myself. Yeah. It's and hard to ask for help. It is. And then it creates like a little bit of, you know, confusion of like all of a sudden I'm doing way more than I mm. could do mm-hmm. and even should do because it's hard for me to ask people to do things. Yeah. Um, so for Eric also counts himself as a people pleaser. Okay. Uh, so he's in church. He, he remembers growing up being trained to think that Jesus is nice to people and that, you know, part of being a Christian is being nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, is part of being Christian being nice? Let me ask you that. I don't know if I would use the word nice. Okay. I think we're called to love people. Right. That's, you can say yeah. 
no. I think it's a strong so I no. Think, yeah, yeah, I think no would be the answer. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, for a while there, I identify with Eric here in that I think sometimes the message of the church is be nice. Mm. And I don't think nice is really the word we're looking for or really in and of itself good enough for Mm -hmm. like, that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus is niceness. Mm. Um, But what are some ways that you think the church pushes niceness onto people? Let's start there. Oh, there's a lot. Um, I think historically the church has been really good at encouraging forgiveness regardless of circumstances, Mm -hmm. Um, which, yes, we're called to forgive people. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, should we push folks that are in situations of domestic abuse or like sexual assault, right, to you know, forgive and and forget what's happened. Um, So I think there are, it's hard to sort of make blanket statements about, you know. Sure. That's a pretty extreme one. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know for me, you know, like what you're not supposed to mean, be growing up and this is in church, you know, is mean, right? Like, Mm. so nice is kind of like the opposite of mean. Yeah. And it's mean to say no to somebody Mm. or it's mean to um, not, invite somebody to something Mm -hmm. or it's mean to uh, impose on someone and ask them to do something, Mm -hmm. even though it would be nice if you're nice, you're supposed to say yes. Whenever anybody asks you to do something, it's mean to also ask them to do something. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of this weird um, set of nice rules, you know, Mm -hmm. that, uh, that I grew up kind of living by. Um, And I think part of this is I remember growing up and feeling like, the idea of like being a Christian is so closely tied into morality mm. and even like I would see, think a watered down morality like okay. of of niceness mm-hmm. and that this is what it's supposed to look like. And the idea of like Christians are nice, non-Christians are not nice, mm. you know, like that's how it is manifested and put mm-hmm. together. And then growing up, you realize, one, Christians can be not very nice mm-hmm. and uh, non-Christians can be just as nice, if not nicer than many Christians, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, that morality is just, we, if that's what it, if that's what it was being a Christian, we failed. We can yeah. just be, put that on the table. <laughs> if uh, Christian morality is, is the point, we did not do a very good job. And, yeah. um, yeah, we're, we're, we're behind sometimes even our secular brothers and sisters out there. We're not doing a good enough job. So it's got to be about something bigger or about something more. Um, and so he is going to examine the life of Jesus here and kind of come to the idea that nice and godly are not the same things. And I definitely think this, and I think we're all going to agree on this one, that nice and godly are not the same things. But there can be a temptation to think they are the same things. Uh, to think that God is nice, Jesus is nice, and so we should be nice. Uh, but that's just not true. Uh, so I do like that he's going to examine one story here to kind of uh, have a jumping off point that I think we can kind of jump into here. Uh, and that is the raising of Lazarus. Okay. So do you think that when you think of the raising of Lazarus, do you think this is like a nice story for Jesus? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I think what is disturbing to me about the Jesus and Lazarus story is that 
Jesus is told, right, that Lazarus is dying, and then he stays where he is for a couple more days yeah. before he goes. Right, even even before the raising of Lazarus, there is this aspect to the story of like Jesus is somewhere else and doesn't run to Lazarus' side mm-hmm. at the moment that he hears what's going on. So even there, we can say, oh, you know, mm-hmm. is he ignoring Lazarus? Was that the nice thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So first up, Jesus says no. Uh, and you mentioned it's tough for you to say no because yeah. we're people pleasers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're in a helping profession. For sure, right? yeah. Like the church is, is yeah. Yeah. How does, there ever been a time where you should have and wanted to say no, but you did not, and it got you in trouble? And it got me in trouble. Well, not trouble. I mean, like it created more, you know, havoc than you wanted it to. Yeah, like on a weekly basis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How? How does that work? Why does that work? Why did you do, what happened? Um, I, most of the time it ends up in me like not sleeping well sure. and then, you know, being exhausted the next day mm-hmm. and um, yeah, not feeling like I was able to give 110% to, you know, mm-hmm. the other things that I was doing or leading mm-hmm. and things like that. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it kind of can create kind of like a relationshipal exchange mm. ideas of like, oh, you asked me for help, I helped you, and I was nice, therefore you owe me. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, or... Transactional. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah, very transactional relationship-wise, or that should have counted for, you know, mm. that should have like done something that, you know, moves the needle in one direction or the other, that uh, should have been enough but you got some nice points i got nice points yeah Yeah. and you know as kind of a a young christian man who's trying to like hey looking at other christian girls out there who try to date like nice points felt like they Mm. were they were going to be one day redeemed for a date (laughs) does not work i'm gonna cash in (laughs) yeah i'm here to cash in on my nice points like at chuck e cheese i saved up i've got enough for one date here they are and then if the girl says no then you're like Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. This is not how this is supposed to work. Yeah. And that is perfectly reasonable for mm. any woman out there to say no. Mm. But if you live your life in this transactional code sure. with niceness is kind of the currency, it's easy to kind of feel this is not the way this supposed things work. Yeah. Even though that's not how she or he or whoever agreed to enter into this yeah. niceness currency, right. you know, like, but it's easy to think in the church, this is how things are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So here we have an image of Jesus says no. And I love this, right? So Jesus gets this word, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick, come visit him. And Jesus is like, nah, we're going to wait two days. Okay. What do we think about this no that Jesus offers? Why is this important to Jesus? What can we learn from this? Maybe he wanted to finish his ketchup stash before he left. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's got got a few more ounces of ketchup to work through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know, right? Because we don't know what else is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think some would say, oh, like he wanted to wait so that Lazarus could die so that he could raise him. Right. Sort of. Sure. You know, Jesus yeah. knew what was going to happen and wanted to be able to, to live that out. Um, mm-hmm. But it's hard to know from the. Yeah. One perspective that we get sure, in yeah. our story. For sure. Well, I think for me, you know, a takeaway is has to be an acknowledgement that like my emergency is not everyone's mm. emergency. Mm-hmm. Even though in my life I'm the main character, 
So it feels like it should be everyone should be stopping and dropping whatever they're doing to rush to my aid. That's just not the way it works. And in some ways, just because this is a real emergency for Lazarus, his sisters, their family, their friends, and even for Jesus, Mm -hmm. like just because Jesus does not drop everything to rush to Lazarus' side is not an example of a lack of kindness, yeah. niceness, love, compassion. Like just because he is allowed to hold a boundary and oh, yeah. he doesn't even have to give a reason for this, yeah. right? You know, just because like um, there's people in our world or in our midst who experience loss in the, some point in the future mm-hmm. and it's going to be a tragedy and it's going to be an emergency. It's going to be this major thing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is for everyone else, the world keeps going on. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. and, and that's just how life works. Yeah. And just because not everybody drops everything they're doing to rush to aid in an emergency does not mean a lack of care, compassion, or niceness Yeah. Uh, to that. But, but we yeah. think that that's just not very nice. So Jesus should immediately drop whatever he's got going on, whatever he's doing, whatever mission that he's working on to rush to his aid. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting situation. I mean, I remember when I was serving in the hospital as part of my clinical work in yeah. seminary and I was in the NICU. Like I was with sure. little itty bitty babies yeah. and when something happened, you know, an alarm goes off, a nurse rushes to their side. Yeah. Um, but usually the doctors didn't come in right away, you mm-hmm. know, until they were called or until they could leave For from sure. the other urgent situation. Um, and even with parents and like, other folks who are part of the care team, like everyone kind of engaged at different levels and distances. You know, some parents were like, I don't want to come in the room when stuff like that is going on. I need to be, you know, over here and worry from a distance. And other people were very involved. And um, yeah, I I don't think that a parent who waits outside of the room cares for their child any less than the parent that's, you know, at the bedside of their child. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We all kind of embody our feelings in different ways too. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, in, in matters of extreme tragedy, you know, like obviously hopefully communities, family, friends rally around people. Yeah. But if people, you know, are unable to drop whatever's going on in the world to rush to your side. It's not necessarily a lack of compassion yeah. or, or love. Yeah. Uh, and we see that in Jesus. Um, it's not a lack of compassion or love that keeps him from Lazarus. Yeah. It may be, you know, health issue, maybe a number of boundary issues that he has mm-hmm. that are preventing this. And that's okay. Yeah. That is not a big deal because Jesus, Lazarus is not the only person that Jesus probably knows, encounters, and cares for Mm -hmm. that is sick. Yeah. You know, there might be a wealth of people out there. And if he rushed to every person's side that he's ever met, maybe there's just nothing left for Jesus. Right. You know, like there has to be some self-care attached to it. Mm -hmm. All right. So first thing he does is he says no. And that's tough, right? That's tough to say no to people because we want, not only do we want to help, I also want the... I want the image of a person who helps on me, right? I want mm. to be known mm-hmm. as a person who rushes in yeah. when things are, are are tough. I want that. Uh, whether that, And that is an aspect of kind of selfishness. Sure. I'm yeah. admitting that. Yeah. But I want to be the person who can be leaned on, depended yeah. on, who's able to be there at a moment's notice uh, and be known for those things. And Jesus is comfortable kind of saying no. All right, next, Jesus is honest. All right, so we see this, you know, Jesus does arrive. Mary and Martha, or Lazarus dies. 
Jesus shows up. Mary and Martha, his sisters, are both very upset with Jesus. Yeah. And they're like, what took you so long? Yeah. Why are you here? Uh, and even to kind of accuse him, if you did show up earlier, Jesus would, or he would be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, is what it's about. All right. Uh, and Jesus has some honesty attached to this. Um, he does not make up a story, you know, mm-hmm. about traffic was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't blame it on like another sick person he might have been caring for. Uh-huh. Like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He kind of just says like, hey, this is the way it is. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't like get the text like, hey, I'm I'm about to leave or I'm 10 <laughs> minutes away. And that yeah. really means I'm getting in the car, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. or I'm about to leave. And that really means I'm hopping in the shower. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't have these kind of like mixed, you know, things like there yeah. of like, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Traffic was just so bad. Right. <laughs> you know, like. I was on my way. There was an accident. It happens. Yeah. You know? It is interesting. I don't know how much you've heard about, like, this phenomenon about when you should apologize and when you shouldn't. Okay. Um, so uh, a lot of, like, you know, relationship coaches and just folks generally have taught about how we say I'm sorry all the time. Sure. And it just has lost its like meaning you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's power yeah and so you know the kind of suggestion is like rather than you know saying i'm sorry for you know all these little things right thank the person for like you know thank you for your patience Mm -hmm. in awaiting my reply or um and and sort of focusing on gratitude so that those times when you do like say the words like i apologize or i'm sorry Mm -hmm. it has a uh like stronger meaning so i'm thinking about that here too right like jesus is i i feel like kind of in this space of of not apologizing you know not making excuses but just acknowledging the reality of the situation yeah Yeah, uh i am a chronic apologizer Mm. so like i get that you know like i get like and even when i have to do like asking somebody something like i definitely have like Let's like throw as many caveats as possible mm. before the ask. Like, it's okay if you say no. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And I'm sorry for asking. I'm sorry you know? for bothering you. Yeah, like yeah. so much attached to it. And mm. I bet that's pretty annoying. <laughs> like, but you know, it's that chronic niceness, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to be perceived as not nice because mm. this is kind of how George grew up. And so I like that Jesus, yeah, he does not come back. At Mary and Martha. Yeah. He doesn't clap back. Yeah. But he also doesn't offer like, ex- you know, mm-hmm. half-hearted and a weak apologies or weak excuses. Yeah. You know, there's no, he just acknowledges like, yeah, this is the way it is. All right. And then finally, uh, Jesus shows uh, kind of emotion that's not just kindness or happiness or niceness. You know, we have grief attached to this. Yeah. Um, yeah he does not offer a cheap platitude to their grief which mm-hmm. christians can definitely do because yeah. we don't know what to say yep. so we offer the cheapest of kind of it's yeah. god's will god needed another angel it's in a better place yep. you everything know. happens for a reason uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah or you know it's all gonna be okay mm-hmm. you know all those things he, he weeps too you know yeah. like he cries as well um the shortest verse in the bible yeah 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 and it's, you know, it's a great verse, right? It's this great, powerful moment of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and there's 
you know, a lot of theological or spiritual debate about why does Jesus cry? What is Jesus mm. weeping for? Mm-hmm. What's going on that gives Jesus, you know, this emotional outburst? But yeah. I don't super care about that theological debate. Yeah. I care about the action, right? Like yeah. in this moment of grief with mm. grieving people, mm-hmm. Jesus is crying. Yeah. And the reasoning is kind of whatever. I just know it's happening, right? Yeah. In these moments, Jesus is just weeping and like he's there with them. They're crying. He's crying. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really powerful moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this, these actions, saying no, being honest, showing real honesty, um, honest emotion, mm-hmm. do make it antithetical to this idea of like we should just be nice. Yeah. Right. So like I think that this does matter. Um, and I think this is an interesting kind of, um, uh, you know, way about that, that we're kind of getting to this kind of point of like niceness is not the end goal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think we have chosen to confuse niceness and kindness because I think Mm -hmm. kindness is a godly attitude. Yeah. It is one of the fruits Fruits of the spirit. spirit. Yeah. And I think. Uh, you know, I always have tried to explain to kids like love is costly. Kindness is free. Mm. And that like love costs something. Kindness mm. is like kindness is the thing you can just give and give and give because it just is like bound. It's, mm. you know, it, it, it's it's pennies that it costs you. Mm-hmm. But but it matters. Right. Like yeah. kindness is smiles. It's mm-hmm. high fives. It's those things. Mm-hmm. Love is love is sacrificial. But kindness is, is those things. And that that's not niceness. Right. It's something deeper and bigger and more beautiful yeah um but there is sometimes and he's going to end on this note which i think matters a twist to this right like yeah. we've kind of had like this feels very relevant to me we had like <laughs> kind point. of like an extreme of like yeah we should not be nice yeah which i agree niceness is or at least we that's not the goal yeah but now we've gotten this this vast like hey that's not the goal Let's be mean. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's embrace meanness yeah. or jerkiness or like I'm gonna be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be honest. I'm brutally honest. Yeah. That's just who I am as a person. Because I love you. Yeah. Right? Like- or like out of love, <laughs> I will tell you hard truths. Yeah. The things that you don't want to hear. Yeah. But out of love. Yeah. Well, and this is what like folks in the LGBTQ community. I mean, this is just at the core of so much of like sure. what the spiritual harm that absolutely you know, those communities have faced. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm going to tell you in love about your sin and yeah. just like and the, and horrifying. The, and, things. and the always the, like the caveat is like, I, I would want someone to do this to me. Yeah. And that is <laughs> a lie. <laughs> We're being yeah. completely honest. You yeah. actually don't want that. If I'm, you really, really do not want, other people to tell you how you're going to hell all the time because of your relationships, love, who you are at a core. You don't want that. You don't want your Muslim brothers and sisters coming to you and tell you, oh, you're going to hell. Yeah. That would not make you more likely to engage in conversation with them or more likely to be like, oh, tell me more about this, you know, about Allah whom you worship. Mm -hmm. I'm just more intrigued. Yeah. It would have the opposite effect. Sure. And so to hear this idea of like, oh, this is actually done in love and I would want that too, is complete lie and fabrication. Oh, yeah. It's complete justification of like, I want to let somebody know in in a judgmental way. I need to feel better about myself for what I'm about to do. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 
so, you know, again, that's not a spiritual belief that I have. If it is a spiritual belief that you walk away from the Bible thinking, that is not helpful. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. yeah. We can debate the spiritual belief uh, for a long, long time, but that is not going to win any to your cause. I will guarantee you that. Um, yeah. What do you think about this idea of like people being like, but I'm just brutally honest? I have a very personal example. Oh, I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> uh, a, uh, uh, one of our colleagues in the synod posted about my ordination and there was a very, okay. uh, there was someone who it's now deleted. The comment is now deleted, but was very upset yeah. um, about the pictures and what about called the, what my about colleagues the pictures? jerks okay. for showing up to my ordination. Um, and, there was this like long argument that that played out, okay. um, and then like the person who originally commented wrote a reply, like what they called an like an apology um, after all of these other comments, and said like, you know, I thought I had the sort of relationship with this community that I could be. Um, that I could oh I can't remember exactly what it was, but like I could be brutally honest. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. it was just horrifying, right? That like sure. the way that we, that is not in my perspective, like, you know, the way that we should be addressing folks and, yeah. and calling, you know, attention to something that has caused us harm. And even like, then you get into the whole layer of having things like this happen online where there's just a Absolutely. different yeah. layer of relationship and stuff like that. But so, so I assume yeah, it's because you're, this you're person, a woman. Well, this person was a woman as well, okay. but yeah, yeah. But this was... person called like the people who had come to my ordination, the clergy jerks. So when in our article, when it talks about, you know, becoming a jerk for Jesus, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this feels very relevant. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, it's hard, right? Like it is. Because you're contending with like this person clearly has a lot of grief about the situation and mm-hmm. like is something, you know, from their past is really coming up in this mm-hmm. um and like how do we go about you know addressing this situation online um sure. this person that i don't even know <laughs> you know who was upset about my ordination you know for sure um, yeah and yeah how do, how are we able to be in relationship absolutely yeah. through is, the interwebs through yeah. The, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i have always found people who claim that they are brutally honest are just mean like yeah. they're just and they just like being mean yeah like it's not about honesty at all yeah it's about like the, a level of unkindness and again i don't think niceness is the point brutality is uh, is definitely not the point yeah. as well uh neither neither of those things are going to get people closer to Jesus or really, I think put you in a more godly place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of like, especially when I was in school, it was like the, the funny thing to do was like to make jokes sure. about people and then say, Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Where like, you know, when that sort of becomes what you have to say in order to justify For sure. what you said beforehand, yeah. it just feels like, yeah. and it's not a joke unless like, both parties find right, it funny. Right. Then it, yeah. then it's a joke. Yeah. If it's not, if it's but, if both parties do not find it funny, then yeah. it's an insult. Yeah. You know, like that's just the way it is. Yeah. 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 yeah I um and I, I I feel like I don't know over the last you know x amount of years mm-hmm. like this rise of like Christian meanness mm-hmm. has really kind of set into our kind of our culture yeah. where maybe before we were 
naively nice and I don't think that that necessarily was the right way about it mm. but this kind of Christian meanness is clearly the wrong way about it mm-hmm. like that this is not um this is not winning any converts to Jesus yeah uh, it does not make the message of sacrificial love and the redemption are are of a the redemption of the cross and an empty tomb mm-hmm. more appealing, attractive, and relevant to people's lives is meanness yeah. to like, we've got to attack trans kids or we've got to attack uh, teachers or yeah. we've got to attack uh, those who disagree with us politically. Mm-hmm. And that's going to work. Yeah. And it just doesn't. And it might, I, I can admit it might solidify a smaller core in unity Mm-hmm. maybe an ungodly unity it might mm-hmm. I, I, but i don't think that's going to have long-term fruit yeah. you know like it's going to be maybe a short-term uh unification in a smaller group because yeah. once you get into a smaller group that's built on exclusion mm-hmm. you're always going to have to find new people to exclude and yeah. that probably includes people in that smaller group until finally it's going to be smaller and smaller and smaller mm-hmm. like that's just how the uh, you know, groups built on exclusion have to work. Mm-hmm. There always has to be another person to exclude yeah. once you've excluded everyone else. Um, but it's not, it will not produce godly fruit. Um, so what, yeah. what we do, what's, what's the solution? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if there's just one solution. I think we, uh, you know, I think about, you know, Martin Luther and all the things that he talks about with, you know, Christ being a mirror and, mm-hmm. you know, how how are we, like, reflecting God in the world? Um, and I think it's, like, the nerdy Bible answer, but, like, the, the more attuned we are to the complexity mm-hmm. of Jesus' life, right, yeah. um, and to the character, like the characteristics that he embodies um, and the ways that he strives to be in relationship Mm -hmm. with the folks who have been excluded, right? Um, I think the more aware we are of that, um, the more attentive we can be to to trying to uh, kind of reflect that um, in our everyday life. Um, And it helps to be in community, right? (laughs) Where the only person that's, you know, where we are not the only person that's providing our own kind of critique or mm-hmm. constructive criticism or, right, yeah. like when we're the only people attending to our spiritual journeys, mm-hmm. it's it can be really hard to grow. It's not impossible, but sure. it can be really hard to grow yeah. um, because it's so hard, right, then, to get out of that main character sure. syndrome and see yeah. outside of ourselves. You're just adrift on a boat eating ketchup. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, and, yeah, you yeah. have no idea that mayonnaise is over there on the shore. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do like the, you know, you use like this, the complexity of Jesus. And yeah. I think that that is really what matters here is embracing mm-hmm. a complex Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that means a Jesus that sometimes will and can and should say no. And mm-hmm. you're a person that will and can and should say no in plenty of situations. Yeah. And sometimes Jesus is a person that will and can and should say yes. Yeah, or, and uh, does. And, and, and you're also that person, you know. Yeah. So, but navigating those waters is difficult and mm-hmm. it's complex. And mm-hmm. we're going to get some... Things we say yes to that we probably should have said no, and some things we said no to that we probably should have said yes, and that's going to be okay. Like figuring these things out helps us grow closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, But embracing just like brutal honesty, or I'm speaking the truth in love, or having a I'm just so nice, I never want 
anybody to ever be offended by anything I ever say or do, and I have to say yes to any ask of me, both are not going to be helpful paths to get you closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because I think that they ultimately narrow who Jesus is instead of widen who Jesus is. Um, I think brutal honesty is more destructive because because <laughs> it probably hurts other people yeah. and not you know but I don't think either one gets you closer to who this complex individual is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what you were sharing makes me think of like critiques that I've heard of the ELCA particularly, right? Sure. Like in its, um, you know, clear articulation of like God's deep love for members of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the calling for justice and, and things like that. What I hear a lot is, you know, oh, they're just trying to be nice and trying to include sure. everybody, right? And sort sure. of going towards the yeah. the opposite of, of brutal honesty and meanness. Um, and the reality is that, you know, tr- striving to embody God's love and um, proclaim that all of God's children are beloved is really hard in, yeah. a, in a world where sure. most like branches of Christianity firmly believe that all are not beloved yeah. children of God. For sure. Yeah. 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 yeah and I think, uh, you know, it, and it also requires yeah looking in the mirror of like, I'm doing, you know, a good job of embracing these are all children of God in this one area. What, yeah. what areas am I failing in? What right. areas am I not being, what areas am I being nice to the people I want to be nice to, mm-hmm. but I'm not being kind to my enemy yeah. or those that I see as, as against me, you know, yeah. like, and, and that makes it much more complicated and difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and that, uh, can be a challenge for every Christian out there. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let us know if you have a, if you're a people pleaser, if you have nice guy or nice girl syndrome, <laughs> which we get again, we both embrace it. Oh yeah. You know, so like I, I know. Comes with a job description, I guess. <laughs> I know. It's hard. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and in that, you know, let us know how you kind of uh, navigate those waters, what it means to say no or to be honest or to express, you know, feelings or emotions that aren't just happiness. Because uh, we, we understand that can be difficult. Um, but I think it is valuable and important. Any Maybe we thoughts? should have a people pleaser conference. Sure. Where we like, you know, can do all sorts of. Sure. I don't know. Detoxing doesn't feel like the right word, yeah. but like wrestling with mm-hmm. with it all, and uh, we can serve ketchup. Sure, that's our, that's our snack. Well, have a people pleasing conflict <laughs> conference, if that's okay with you. Yeah, <laughs> but no big deal if you say no. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't make it, we understand. It, yeah. <laughs> like it's life is hard. We get it. We'll send out an invitation with lots of apologies. Yeah, yeah. on it. <laughs> but I think it'd be really great, and I think you would like it. But I understand it's no big deal, and you know, yeah, no worries at all. We'll reschedule if it doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you liked what you heard, uh, we've got an email address, uh, beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. We've got a whole wealth of backlog catalogs that you can listen to. I don't know. I think this we're in the 240s now. Okay. So that's a lot of episodes. That is a lot. We've, 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 uh, we've done it here. That's, that's Well done. Good and faithful service. I don't know if the goal was to get to the 240s, but... Uh, it's farther along than I ever thought. So, <laughs> well, you're still going strong. We're still, it's a good yeah, thing. still going strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, just thank you everybody for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. I think David will still be in Israel next time we record. So he will be gone. Will be. Yeah. But man, hopefully, hopefully Elise joins us. She's she's sad she's never recorded with you. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah. We haven't recorded together. So, so we'll, we'll have to make that happen. Okay. Um, so if you're like, ugh, where's Pastor David? Well, next week. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Still not here. Yeah. Not, not going to be here. But uh, And then uh, he and I are both gone for a week, but we'll have to figure that out. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, well, I'm sure we'll figure something out. Maybe Elise and I can take over. Maybe. Girls take over. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Take Patrick's over. like, no. How do I say no to this? <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, I welcome the takeover, okay? Uh, I just don't want to put more work on your plate. Oh, yeah. See, I already volunteered nice. to do yeah. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.